Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. From Indianapolis to Melbourne, quarantines and lockdowns. Okay, it's a little different. Because what happened in Indy was 61 fourth graders were told to quarantine. This because a staff member tested positive for COVID-19. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Guys, it is always a pleasure. Love getting to do this with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter. Tony Katz and everything at TonyKatz.com. You should go support the show, get the podcast, do all the things. 61 students, Lou Wallace School, instructed to quarantine for 14 days. Does that mean their parents have to quarantine as well? I mean, there's a question as to how you quarantine a fourth grader. And I had discussed this on the morning show and said, "Uh, you ask me tomorrow, I'll have a different feel on this. It didn't even take a full day. I don't think you have to quarantine them. Kids handle COVID. Now, yes, as we've been breaking down the data, we're seeing that with this Delta variant, and because it's more contagious, and it is, that's not a debatable subject. The science is there. It is indeed uh, a, a more contagious variant, but that does not mean a more deadly variant. It turns out when you, when you actually read and you follow the science, you never have to really correct yourself because you, you got it right. You're sharing the story. You're not pushing a narrative. And that one of the reasons we've been so right about so much of this is not because we're smarter. It's because we didn't apply any politics to it. What does the data tell us about COVID? And then we honestly addressed and discussed that. But more and more, whether it be on my social media feeds, whether it's Twitter or or uh, or Facebook, uh, the, what you're hearing in, in the public eye, how dare you question the narrative that they have put forth? They really and truly believe that only they should be allowed to speak, only they should be allowed to have a point of view. And now, who is the they? Well, I think we already know the answer to that question. But Delta is more contagious. If it's more contagious, well, then it's possible that more people can get it. What is not true is that it's more deadly. It is not. It is actually less deadly. That doesn't mean that there haven't been some children who have gotten sick from it, and some children who have died from it. These things are both true. But in no kinds of numbers that should lead us to the place of masks and to quarantines, etc. So a student now runs into an adult who has COVID. And... Now, I would agree that you should tell the kids, hey, send this, we're sending this home with you. Your parents need to know. And parents can make decisions from there. But if your child was exposed to somebody with COVID, now we're going to engage a level of lockdown for the parent too? It, wouldn't that be the right and proper course? How do you make that work? And are we really doing something valuable by locking down, quarantining the student. The more I think about it, the less I believe that to be true. You extricate the adult, keep the kids going. I'm not sure, that's, I don't think that's an anti-science point of view. Anti-science is the lockdown taking place in Melbourne. It is their sixth 
lockdown. It is imperative to note that not every nation is like the United States. It's so important to keep that going. Like, that should be your dinner table conversation tonight. You know, kids, not every nation is the U.S., and that's not a good thing. They do lockdowns here like they do in China and Europe. They don't believe in free speech like we do here. And this is why these things are important. You could argue that it's easier if we had an authoritarian government that tells us we can't do this and we must do that and everybody's on the same page. But then you wouldn't be able to do the things you choose to do. In the end, it applies to you. And this is why we don't have authoritarian government. Freedom is ugly and weird and strange and sometimes difficult, but it's the best thing going. And it's better for all of us. To decide that you know best for everybody else, simply not the case. You can't know best for everybody else. That's why we get together. That's why we have representatives. That's why we discuss things. That's why we, we, we engage in a laborious process for passing laws. We engage in a laborious process for changing laws, for adding amendments to the Constitution. We don't want to make mistakes. We want to make sure that we've really thought about this on a societal level. Good things, man. Good things. And hopefully your kids can recognize that, or at least it's in their head and forces them to think about it. But they're not happy in Melbourne. No, 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 no. They are are rather unhappy in, in Melbourne. They don't want this. As a matter of fact, they're taken to the streets. <laughs> No more lockdowns. No more lockdowns. They're absolutely positively right. As as Dan Gaynor noted, uh, it's uh, remarkably uh, similar. Honestly, is there nothing Les Miserables isn't the answer for? Or do I have to say it, Les Miserables? Either way. Look, these, these things have connection in every way, shape, and form. You are not bringing a value when you engage lockdowns. It is fear that does no good. As a matter of fact, you cannot point to the society where the lockdowns have made a difference, where it has stopped the spread of an airborne virus. So let's stop trying to convince ourselves that somehow this is doing some good when it clearly isn't. As for what happens next, by the way, they have lockdowns in Sydney and in Brisbane. Melbourne and the entire state of Victoria is going to lock down for seven weeks because eight new infections were detected in the city. And the premier there, Daniel Andrews, gave less than four hours notice. Four hours notice, only 20% of Australian adults have been fully vaccinated. And I want to know how that's Trump's fault. Wait, that's not, that's not Trump's fault? I was told that people not getting vaccinated is Trump's fault. Let me go to producer Ari for a ruling here. Trump's fault? Definitely. So there it is. 
This is silly. It's silly and embarrassing, and as we've discussed so much about the masks and everything else, it's it's par for the course. And so much of the par for the course is this idea of the fear. We're going to keep digging into this. What is the point? I get the basic conversation that what you get is control. If you have people afraid, you can then move things through that people who are scared will do just because they want the fear to stop. So follow, you, you follow what I'm saying there. I think we all agree on, the, on that, on an understanding of that basic principle, not that that basic principle should be put into effect. You have the state of fear, call it the state of emergency. And you have to do something about the state of the emergency. And because you have a state of emergency and you've engaged this level of fear, rational, irrational, all the rest, mostly irrational, people say, okay, fine, that's what we got to do, that's what we have to do. Well, as you know, it doesn't jive with the Constitution. Who has time for the Constitution at a time like this? Isn't that exactly what we see from Biden and the infrastructures we were discussing earlier? Joe Biden knowingly, wantingly, willfully broke the law, didn't care about the law, disregarded the Constitution, disregarded the Supreme Court. Okay. Now my question is, who's up for three for five? Three impeachments in five years. Who's up for this? The man willfully broke the law. Why are we even waiting? He said he would uphold, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. He then didn't do it. So what are we waiting for? Let's go, Speaker Pelosi. I want the articles. Because in this case, it's crystal, crystal clear. And it doesn't matter how Baghdad Bob Saki lies. She can lie from now until the end of time. Well, the president would not have supported moving forward with any action where he wasn't, didn't feel there was uh, legal standing and legal support. Uh, we obviously don't control what the courts do. Uh, and we, we have, uh, of course, seen what the Supreme Court uh, decided and how they ruled, which was not related to public health, as you well know, Kelly, and was related to the relationship between the landlord and the renter. Uh, but uh, this is different in that it is more targeted. Uh, it is focused on counties with higher substantial case rates uh, uh, to protect renters and and CDC ultimately decided decided to adopt it. I would also note the CDC can't make law and look at the levels to which they will go to make you think, oh, it's just fine because after all, we have these high levels. Again, proving the point of the fear that gets created. So I understand that. Fear creates opportunities for control. The question before us, and the question I think you might need to ask your neighbor, your kids, your parents, friends, if someone finds that if they create fear, they get power or get their, 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 their desires passed, Right, because this desire is the desire of Representative Ocasio-Cortez, Representative Cory Bush, St. Louis. It's the desires of this radical progressive left. We, we call them communists. If you know that fear will get you the result, why would you ever, ever stop the fear? Remember, they want your kids in masks. But there was Representative Ocasio-Cortez hanging with a group of people on the Capitol steps. And when it came time for a photo, she put the mask on. For the photo op 
to convince you she put the mask on. In her regular life, she's not wearing the mask. After the photo op, she took the mask off and she's hanging out with people. That's what happened. It's about scaring you, me, and we, and us. And the only reason to do it is to get something done. And once you realize that they're trying to get something done, the question that must be asked of us is, why would they ever stop trying to scare us? Because it seems like there's a never-ending number of people who are totally willing to be scared, totally willing to be afraid, and pray to all sweet, loving government to make it everything better. But government can't make it all better because there's always one more emergency. It's a never-ending cycle of emergencies. It's constant war. Isn't this what we learned from 1984? Isn't this the story of Ingsoc? You're watching it. So the question before us is, what's the plan? What's your plan? What's my plan? What's our plan? How do we deal with this thing? And I think it starts from not being afraid. There's no value in being afraid of COVID. When they say your kids can't go back to school, you're going to have to show up at your school board meeting by the tens of thousands. When they say your business can't be open, you have to open your business anyway. Force the police to arrest you. When they say you can't go to church, any church or any synagogue that closes is a church or synagogue that should no longer be. Show up to church. Show up to synagogue. Show up to your mosque. Show up. You will practice your religion as you see fit. And any cop, any cop, oh, cops aren't going to like me, but what are you going to do? Any cop that takes down license plate numbers, that's a cop who should be off the force and not respected. I'm not saying hurt anybody. I'm saying you don't have to show them any love. People have to stand up. People have to. They must. Otherwise, you're just going to live in the fear for forever. I didn't say don't be smart. This is not a conversation being anti-vax. None of that is true about me. Be smart. Get the vaccine. Go ahead. If you don't feel comfortable, don't get it. I'm I'm not going to get worked up by it. Live in fear? No. Fight those who want to create the fear? Absolutely without question. I'm Tony Katz. So do we have any faith that the the new Suicide Squad is going to be better than the old Suicide Squad? Yeah, are you kidding me? No, no, I'm I'm, I'm asking the question. People are asking, why in the world would you do a remake so quickly? And what was the matter with Will Smith and Suicide Squad? Are you you're 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 not being serious right now? Oh, first of all, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, and secondly, producer Ari, I am being serious. You're you're the guy. What was the problem? With the first movie. It was a Frankenstein's monster of a mess with no actual plot, no depth, and no character development. Aside from that. Uh, the acting was pretty bad. All right. Well, they brought back Margot Robbie. She was fine. They replaced uh, Will Smith with, uh, with Elba? It's a different character. Oh, that's a different character? Yeah. And they got a new director. They got the guy who did Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, they got James Gunn. So how do you have a guy doing Marvel and DC? This was when he got fired for those tweets, and in like that month period, DC scooped him up. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Huh. 
Wait, so so the the character being played by Elba is not uh what is it? Is it de- not Deadshot, dead whatever it's called. Deadshot was Will Smith. This guy is Bloodsport. They're different characters. Oh, I did not know that. There you go. I thought it was the same character because I thought it was an actual remake. Nah, it's a it's a retooling with some of the same cast. So now the question is, is it going to be any good? It's getting stellar reviews. So are you telling me that DC can actually make movies? The problem is they just don't, they really and truly don't have the talent? No, they don't let, what they need to do is hire a director and get the hell out of the way. That's what they need to do. They just love to meddle and prod and do this. What Marvel does is they hire amazing people and they have a formula and they stick to it. DC is like, oh, let's try to be Marvel. No, you jabronis. Just hire good people. But So they hired Marvel people. You know what? Yeah, but James Gunn's a great director. Hire a great director and it'll be a good film. So if they hired Kevin Feige... The, the producer who basically has created the entire vision of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and now into this new phase of it. They, is that what they need? They need one guy running the whole ship? Yeah, but there's only one Kevin Feige. You can't just pluck him off a Kevin Feige tree. But it's clearly not uh, Joss Whedon, and it's not Kevin Smith. I mean, these are guys who have done, who've been successful in, the, in this genre. Yeah, but I, it's... it's it's difficult because everyone's trying to copy Marvel, and when you're racing to catch up, you tend to rush things and not do the due diligence. And I think that's Warner Brothers' biggest problem with their DC universe. They tried to they tried to run before they walked. And so, who are the characters? Because there's the shark. There's uh, I know John Cena's part of this. There's a million uh, of them in there, but like half of them right, are gonna there's die. There's like a there's a there's a crap ton of characters, and you're like these characters don't even make any sense. They're so weird. Yeah, they're supposed to be, like, the villains that nobody, like, the, the lamest villains in D.C. The point of the Suicide Squad is that when Batman or Superman arrests a villain, they go to jail. The government hires them for these crazy missions that if they, if they fail and die, oh, well, they were villains. But if they pass, they get 10 years off their life sentence. How do you get, how do you get years off a life sentence? I, I don't know, Tony. If you do enough of them, maybe they'll let you go. But they never let you go. Haven't we learned anything? The Joker keeps getting out of jail, so clearly he, you know, must have done a done a few missions. The Joker is just, you know, just crafty. Anyway, so you're gonna go see this movie? I'm. I got HBO Max, fool. I'm just gonna watch it at home. <laughs> fool. <laughs> oh, Andrew Cuomo. They're gonna have to impeach him. The question is, will they really? This is Tony Katz today. Representative Cori Bush out of St. Louis is an activist. She got her start being part of the group of liars that said, hands up, don't shoot, regarding Michael Brown and Ferguson. Now, hands up, don't shoot never happened. It never, ever, ever happened. Michael Brown was not an angel. Michael Brown was not a good guy. Michael Brown was a thug. Michael Brown attacked a cop. Michael Brown tried to grab a cop's gun. Michael Brown broke a cop's orbital socket. Michael Brown charged at a cop. That's not me. That's the Eric Holder Justice Department making those statements. 
but doesn't stop the woke folk who lie from being woke and lying. Fast forward a few years, she's a member of Congress. Making claims that white members of Congress don't know how to negotiate an infrastructure bill. That it's wrong that the members were white. Can't properly represent your constituents if they're black, if you're white. That's what she's saying. And I've had people argue with me on this. And because I notice how despicable that is, I'm guilty of white fragility. That actually happened the other day. Someone told me that I'm just too fragile. To which I said, you're gross. And they were offended. If you buy into white fragility, if you buy into anti-racism, those are gross concepts that teach hate and you're gross. That's all there is to it. If it means we're not friends anymore, I'm okay with that. If you want to argue there are parts of the infrastructure bill that aren't representing this, that, and the other, that would be one thing. To say that the person who was elected by the people can't properly represent because of the color of their skin or isn't giving enough representation because of the color of their skin, even though they were elected, well, that's bigotry. I, in my tweet, called it racism. Are we really going to split hairs? I now have to call it bigotry because you believe racism can only go one way when, of course, that's not the case. That's not how the equation works. Neither here nor there. Representative Cori Bush is on, I think she was on CBS. And uh, she wants you to know that we have to defund the police, uh, but she's still going to keep her security. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety. Suck it up. By the way, she was going to say 200,000 or 10 million, right? That that's that's what she was going to say. Tr- true or false? And I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200,000, if I spend 10 10 10 more dollars on it. She was going to say 10 million. <laughs> she was going to say 10 million and thought better of it. You don't get a police force. It's got to be put into social services. The people have already shown they don't want this. But we should dig in just a touch onto what this means because I don't mind, for example, St. Louis going down this road. And and uh, our, our weekend show is heard on, on News Talk St. Louis. And, and I'm thrilled uh, about that. I, I mean, th- this just uh, started, NewstalkSTL.com. Uh, 101.9 FM. People don't know that the, the, the show plays on, on a series of stations on weekends as well. So, hey, guys, how you doing? If you want to state that we should put more money into social services, you are more than okay with making that statement. I'm not going to tell you no. And as, uh, as it happened with Minneapolis and Seattle, I don't get worked up if they defund. Go ahead. Let's see how it works. Everybody else should just take a a step back and take a look at what happens. And then they can say, hmm, that's a good idea. Or, well, wait a second. That's a garbage crap idea. We shouldn't do that. 
But let's make the statement that you're going to put less into the policing and more into the social services. The question before us is, what do you do about the crime being committed? If the answer is send a social worker, you're asking the social worker without police training to get involved in the criminal act or stopping the criminal act. How else does it stop? I am asking for a a plan, a diagram of steps. So here comes the social worker. I assume that's how social workers sound, producer Ari. Uh, No. Uh, My wife's a social worker. What was that? My wife is a social worker. Is that how she sounds? I'm pretty close. And they show up. And, and, And someone is involved in an armed robbery. The question is, what then does the social worker do? Because I assume the social worker has no, um, has no weapon. The social worker isn't me with a Sig Sauer P365 on their hip. That, so, so the social worker has no weapon, and, and there's an armed robbery taking place. What does the social worker then do to get the help to the person involved in the armed robbery? And since it is an armed robbery, because that's just the way I I played, uh, uh, role played this scenario, do they go to jail? In Corey Bush's view, is it a crime? If you say you want to do away with policing and you want more money into social services, the question to be asked is what then becomes a crime? Is there anything by which you still go to jail? I assume the answer for Cory Bush is, well, if you attack a member of Congress. If you attack each other, that's fine. But you attack a member of Congress, <laughs> I'm very special, Ooh, very protected. Look at me. Then, then, then it's a real problem. So that's part of where this, this, this radicalness and the viciousness and the ugliness of her, of her statements really holds true. You are the victim of the armed robbery right there in St. Louis or in Indianapolis or in Atlanta or in Tulsa. The person who is committing the armed robbery in the world of Cori Bush, are they going to jail? Are they guilty of a crime? That's the question. You live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Let's say you live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And you are on 244. Right? Uh, The 412. I don't know. I guess it depends on where you are on it, and people call it different things. And you're the victim of road rage. Someone doesn't like how you came into the lane, and then they bump you out of the lane, and then you end up hitting the the, the railing, and the next thing you know, they're attacking you. Here comes the social worker. Ari's wife shows up. The question is, what do you expect from that social worker in that situation regarding road rage? And is it a crime to which someone goes to jail? Innocent until proven guilty, but you saw the road rage. The the social worker witnessed it happen. What next? You don't get an answer from the uh, from the Cory Bush crowd. 
Because answers are not what is necessary. What is necessary is to keep finding the thing of perpetual outrage. She has to be there because somebody has to stand up. So if she has to spend $200,000 in security, so be it. Now, we should all be fully aware of what I'm saying. Nobody should be threatening Representative Cory Bush or any member of Congress. Stop threatening people. Stop being a tough guy on social media. Someone says something you don't like, you threaten them. Somebody said, uh, makes a vote you don't like, they get threatened. It's ridiculous. It's madness. Stop it already. There's just no need. But what I'm asking goes as follows. When she says she'll take care of herself, but not you, why does she keep getting the vote of we? Can't you say, hey, we're going to try this instead of necessarily jail at the first, but we still have to deal with the crime as it's happening so we can stop the crime from continuing? Because when the social worker shows up to the armed robbery in St. Louis, the armed robber is going to look at the social worker and either fire or say, oh, it's just a social worker. Now I'm taking your watch and then I'm going to move on to the next guy. Social worker can watch. How do I know this is true? San Francisco, California, where you can steal up to $1,000 and nobody will do anything. And you see people walk out of uh, convenience stores or, or I should say drug stores with huge uh, bags of makeup. They walk out of the TJ Maxx with 30 pairs of jeans on their arm. Nobody stops them. They started closing the Target stores at 6 p.m. They never mind they can't staff them. It's not safe. It's not safe. Nobody's going to stop them. Now you think the social worker is going to stop the armed robber? Are you telling me that nobody ever brought this up to Cori Bush? No one ever brought this up to Representative Bush? Hey, let's take your thesis and let's play it out to the end. No, no, she is considered important and valuable. Is she? Because I'm going to say no. I'm going to make the argument that she is not important or valuable. I'm going to make the argument that she is a radical and a fool who could not create a better society if her entire life depended on it. But it won't. Her life won't depend on it. Yours will. That's the difference. When she discusses how she can spend money on security, it's not her money. It's your money. Because she has determined that her life matters and yours is up for debate. She values herself. She doesn't value you. You are the one that should be experimented on to see if her grand gestures actually bear some fruit. And when they don't, she'll say, well, you know what the problem is? It's those wascally Republicans. We're not defunding enough of the police. We're not putting enough money towards social services. Because there's never a moment where you can spend too much money. Am I right or am I right or am I right or am I right? 
ask her to play the game out to the end. You know what? Don't ask her. You'll never get an answer. She'll tell you how that's racist. You do it. Play it out to the end. And you will see, without any question, that her plans can't work. But remember, her plans are never about her. They're about you. And if you suffer, she's cool with that. You know, it's it's for the cause or something. I'm Tony Katz. For those of you who did not come forward, uh, but are now inspired to uh, come forward and cooperate in the criminal investigation, please reach out to our office. That is the DA in Albany talking about those who may have complaints against Governor Andrew Cuomo. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. David Soares is his name. S-O-A-R-E-S. He's the district attorney in Albany. 82 members and counting of the New York General Assembly who are willing to impeach. You only need 75 to bring the charges. You only need half. Or is it, or is it 50 plus one? So you need 76. There are 150 members of the New York General, General Assembly. I'm... You know, I've been discussing this today. I, I, I got to tell you, I am place your bets on whether or not they'll do it. I have no idea on whether or not they will, that, that, that they'll vote for the impeachment. They'll vote to, to take him out of office. Because everybody knows, everybody knows that he's not going to resign. He's just, he's just not going to do it. There's no need for him to. A guy with this much ego, a guy uh, engaged in, in this much hubris, it's just, it's just not necessary. You're never going to see it. He thinks too much of himself. And I love that CNN is now taking it on the chin. When, when Chris Cuomo did not address what was going on with his brother on his show. He let it pass. Not even a mention, not even a, hey, I know what's going on with my brother, the allegations against my brother, the governor of New York. I'm not going to be talking about them. The, the network is, I'm moving on. An acknowledgement would have gone far. He didn't even do that. Didn't acknowledge. I'm sorry, that's... Now, never mind that that's, you know, cowardly. That's to, to kind of say to us that oh, we have no interest in being honest with you. That is telling the audience, I believe, as clear as day, as clear as day, being honest with you is not in our, is, is not our need. We'll give you news as we see it as important. Chris Cuomo's part of the story. Chris Cuomo was giving advice to his brother on how to respond to these allegations. Not just in a phone call. Can you believe these women? Well, look, Andy, just say this and move on. Right? That maybe a brother would do that. But no, you're part of calls. And then you've got the members of the Me Too movement. 
and and the whole Time's Up movement that are advising you on how to respond to a woman making a claim of sexual impropriety? These are supposed to be the women that stand up for women who make claims of sexual impropriety. And there they are working with Andrew Cuomo to go after a woman making a claim of sexual impropriety. Oh, yeah. Chris Cuomo and credibility. Shot. All sorts of shot. And he did it to himself. He 150% did it to himself. Now the question is, will the New York General Assembly actually vote to remove him? Yes, there's a fair amount of this that's political. Yes, Letitia James, the Attorney General of New York, wants his job. This is not debate. We're aware of this. But I don't know if New Yorkers can handle this. It's, it's a Democrat that can handle anything. They'll look the other way many times. We'll find out if the General Assembly will look away or make this happen. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Be sure to like the page and find it all at TonyKatz.com. Tomorrow, everyone, take care.